Man, what the hell he know about basketball? Shit, he don't know a motherfucking thing about basketball. Do you see his Facebook posts? That nigga be wildin'. I swear to God, this nigga don't know what the fuck he be talking about. He be on that shit just saying anything. Hey, man, old heads are fucking retarded. Brian the GOAT? This nigga got Brian as the GOAT? <laughs> What's going on, world? It's your boy Cuff with the Pissalonymous Podcast. We back with another one. And today, the main topic will be are we coming to the end of an era? I say that because if you look at the top guys or some of the guys who've been the top players in the NBA for the past, what, 10, 12 years or so, <clears throat> you got LeBron James. Three point percentage is looking terrible so far this year. Um, his finishing actually hasn't looked as well. I mean, I've been looking at his season, and honestly, me being a big Bron fan is crazy. I got to admit it, though. Like, he's been looking a lot like Russ last year looked when it comes to finishing at the rim, and Russ has been looking more like Russ, especially since he's, since he's been doing this uh six-man role. We got Kawhi Leonard, nothing new, sitting out games, missed most of last season, you know, once again starting off this season off the bench and then not playing in most games. One second he's healthy, next second he's not. So it might be coming to an end of the whole Kawhi Leonard thing. And even last we seen him play, he didn't look the same as far as on defense, you know, uh, guarding the top guys like Luka after getting cooked. We got another guy, James Harden, who actually looks better than he did last year, but he still doesn't look like the James Harden we know him to be. So, of course, Philadelphia, you know, as a team, isn't looking all that well because, I mean, you know, if if uh, James Harden, is he going to do what he needs to do out there? Regardless of what Embiid's doing, the team just isn't going to look at all that well. Then you got your boy Chris Paul. He's looking terrible all over the court. His defensive efficiency has went down years ago. Um, I think Pat Beverly kind of, well, matter of fact, Russell Westbrook. Oh, I'm still getting that wrong. Russ was talking about Pat Bev when he was saying he don't uh he don't play defense. He'd be running around out there talking trash, so forth and so on. But like I was saying, Chris Paul <clears throat> field goal percentage has went way down. Three point percentage has went way down. His points per game is averaging like nine and a half points per game. Still getting assists, you know what I'm saying? But his usage rate is also way down. It makes it feel like, you know, makes me feel like maybe the coach doesn't even view him as the same player anymore. His usage percentage is around like 15%. And obviously is way higher than that early in his career, midway through his career, and even the first couple of years with the Phoenix Suns. Now, as y'all can see, I didn't name Kevin Durant. And the reason being, Kevin Durant's still balling. His team's just garbage. And I never felt like he was the kind of guy who could carry a team. You know what I'm saying? So... All these guys or they, these these players um, in and other teams, they just haven't looked that good this season. So, like I said, are we coming to an end of an era? Okay, so before I get into the standards of who I think going to get the awards for the season, um, I look at Chris Paul. I don't see Phoenix being much of a threat just because he's struggling so much. And he's a vital part of their team, defensively and offensively both. Not sure if Devin Booker could actually carry a team, so I don't really see them being all that successful. But they'll probably end up with a pretty good regular season record. Now, before the season started, I said the T-Wolves would be a top three to four seed and, you know, would fall off in the playoffs because of the weaknesses that Rudy Gobert brings to the team. Everybody want to focus on the positive, you know, and if you're a fan of a team, I understand why you would do such. But if you look at the negative things he brings to the team, 
is going he he ends up hurting you in more ways than he ends up helping you. Now we did need, and I say we come in Minnesota, in Minnesota, you know, I'm a fan of the T Wolves. Um, we did need better rim protection, and we did need help. Um, uh, rebounding. He brings both those things, but the fact that he can't switch on the perimeter players, and when teams play small ball, he's damn near useless. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't feeling the fit like that. So yeah, with or without him, I just would see us going out in the first round. And we actually probably would have been better if we kept our roster from last year. Now, LeBron's starting off kind of slow this year, while Curry's looking great so far this season. On the same note, Golden State doesn't look the same due to the young players not playing consistently at a high level. On top of that, Klay Thompson doesn't look the same, whether on offense or defense. He does not look the same. Now, I don't think he will ever get that defensive ability back, but as the season goes on, I'm pretty sure he'll start knocking down his shots. So Golden State will end this season looking better than they started it. But because of the slow start and no telling when he's going to start knocking his shots down, I'm not sure there'll be a top five seed. But like I said, I'm going to get to the seeding in a little bit. Now, Curry having one of the best years of his career. I'm curious, like, with the way Golden State is doing things, like, are they more focused on the rebuild? But, like, after Curry and them is done? Or they more focus on trying to win now while Kirby's hot. I say that because the young guys really aren't living up to the expectations that everybody seemed to have for them based on the way they played last season. You know, me, myself included. I thought the young guys would be ready. And Jay's Wiseman being sent down, back down to the G League along with other guys. So, you know, we're going to see how that goes. Just like on the, uh, the Lakers, looking at Kendrick Nunn, we thought he'll be better than he's doing. And he got sent back down to the G League. Really just to practice, though. Not really to play with them for real, but to get extra practice in because the Lakers weren't uh, practicing at the time. So I actually kind of respect that. But still, like I said, Golden State young guys aren't living up to expectations. So if they don't make a move soon, and they got plenty of young pieces. So they could actually make a move and get their team back on track, if you ask me. It probably wouldn't be that hard to do. Now, with that said, I want to get into the standings for the Eastern Conference Top 10 teams. And I want to get into my predictions for the Western Conference Top 10 teams. I'm going to kind of skim through them real quick, give a little bit of detail why I feel some of these teams might be better than they were last year or worse than they were last year, depending on the competition or what they got going on within their organization period. So when the East running through them, I got the number one seed being the Boston Celtics. And I give that over Milwaukee only because Milwaukee is like, you know, championship pedigree. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get there last year. But uh, with if they didn't have that Middleton injury, they probably would have beat Boston. But either way it goes, I just think Boston, is, is they're younger, and they're going to play their young guys all the way through. You know what I'm saying? Why Milwaukee might chill a little bit here and there, especially when they get their top two seed locked. I can see them relaxing the last few games and, Boston probably getting a few more wins than them and getting that number one seed home court advantage. With that said, obviously, I got Milwaukee Bucks being the number two seed. That is the team, along with Boston, in the East that their squad has been together for a while. And bar injury, like, I don't see those two teams being anything less than a one and or two seed. Moving on to the Toronto Raptors, I got them as a three seed. Very well, very well-rounded team, and if they do get that three seed, I can see them advancing to the second round. But uh, I don't look at them as an actual threat in the East. 
Now with the four seed, we have the Atlanta Hawks, young team. Uh, most of their core has been together for a while now. They got pretty good chemistry. They brought in a bigger guard who can actually guard the offensive threat on the perimeter. So Trey Young doesn't have to do it so much. Because that was awesome. I, obviously that was hurting them. Trey Young is very, very small. Trey Young is very small, and he's just not that great on defense. Regardless of the effort he may put, he's just a pretty he's a smaller guy. So you can get him switched under certain people and take advantage of him. So now having Jamal Murray and a bunch of bigs and fours that they can switch with, they should be able to hide Trey Young on defense the same way Golden State has hit Steph Curry over the years. Now with the fifth seed, we got LeBron James' former team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like their team. Their team put together pretty well. Um, rumors have been coming out saying that maybe Jared Allen would get moved. Or was it was it uh, Jason Collins? Yeah, Jason, Jason Collins would get moved. If he does, they got big O over here still. So I don't, I'm not sure if that really hurts them or not. And they might not really need him because they got big O and they got uh, Capella over there still. Like, they got bigs. I'd rather hold on to him, but either way, I see Atlanta being the top force. Uh, oh, that's Atlanta. I'm, my bad. I'm, I'm on the Cavs. The Cavs. It's my trade. Yeah, Jerry Allen. My bad. Jerry Allen. Just talk to him getting traded. And they got other bigs, so I understand it. But I'd rather keep him. He's nice. So at number six, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden still don't look like James Harden, but he looked better than he did the past couple seasons. And uh, Joel Embiid is on a mission. Bar injury, you know, they should be a top six seed. They could be a little higher than a six, but their role players and James Harden still got to be better. It's just not good enough yet. Now, my surprise team for the past two years with the Miami Heat, and this year, I got them being more kind of in the middle of the pack. So we got them at the seventh seed. There's just nothing special about that team. So that's why I see them being in the middle of the pack. Moving on to the eighth seed, we have the Chicago Bulls. Look, it's crazy. The expectation for the Bulls was so high last year, and I feel like I was the only person who was like, they not going to be what y'all think. And they weren't. You know what I'm saying? Now, they did have injury with Lonzo Ball, but that's part of the reason why I felt they, wasn't, they weren't going to be what people thought they were going to be. You can't look at a team that, got, that has guys on the roster that, you know, they sit more than they actually play and say that team will be nice if part of them being nice has anything to do with that guy who sits more than he plays. Great example would be Anthony Davis. When you're, when you're talking about the Lakers season, you have to keep in the mind that AD could miss half of that year. And do they have guys that come in and do the things that AD brings? If not, you got to take that into account when it's saying how good that, that team may be. Same thing when it comes to New Orleans Pelicans. You can't tell me how great that um, the Pelicans are going to be. In, and you tell me a big reason why, because of Zion, when he hasn't played half of a season, not one time in his career yet. You know what I mean? Now they have CJ now. So New Orleans isn't the best example because with or without Zion at this point, I see them being successful. And y'all hear about that when I get to the West. Now, moving on to the ninth seed. There's some playing type teams right here. They're kind of irrelevant, but, you know, since uh, there's some popular players who would be in these games and coming in at these seeds, I'll speak on them. So we got the Washington Wizards. Bradley Bill over there collecting money. He don't want to win, but, you know, he'll get a little early first-round exit, if that. So we got Kyle Kuzma, Bradley, Bradley Bill, and them over there for the Wizards. Uh, coming to the ninth seed. At the 10th seed, we got the sorry-ass Brooklyn Nets. Look, man, this is my thing with them. Like, the team is put together shitty. 
and I could use this as an opportunity to like be like, yo, if, if Brian was over there, or be like, uh, I thought KD could carry if that was Brian. Like I could do that, right? But people will talk about how Brian isn't carrying the Lakers this season. At the end of the day, personnel plays a big part, and that team just isn't built to be successful. I don't care if Kobe come back or not. If he come back or not, I don't, you know, the defense be looking better. The offense look a little more smooth. KD getting a hell of assists and stuff all of a sudden since his new uh, interim coach has uh, checked in for Steve Nash. His sorry ass got fired finally. I don't know how he even lasted that goddamn long. But yeah, he's out of here. But yeah, uh, the summer, Brooklyn, don't see them being successful. If they don't make the play-in play game, I wouldn't even be super shocked, if I'm being honest with you. Now, moving on to the West Coast. Somebody says the best coast fucked up. East Coast was kind of holding shit down for a little bit. East, uh, not so much no more. I mean, it's not all that competitive in the East. I guess it never stays that way. And looking at the West, honestly, player-wise, it looks more competitive than it actually is because, like I said, some of these top guys, like Kawhi Leonard, banged up. You got AD banged up. LeBron James uh, been getting injured for the past couple of seasons, actually injured right now. I just don't see Steph Curry got Klay Thompson who's back, but he's not the same Klay, and the young guys aren't doing what everyone thought they would be doing at this point of the season. So it's about time that what I said a couple of years ago, I said the next two, three years, I said it about three years ago, maybe four years ago, next two, three years that bar injury, Denver going to be the top team in the West, and here we go. Number one seed for the West, I got the Denver Nuggets in there. Now, right now, they are the three seeds sitting at nine and five. They don't look great, but Jamal Murray, the last couple games, he's been looking more like Jamal Murray. He's been looking more like Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr., he's always in and out, but with or without him, I see them being successful as hell. So, you know, they're doing their thing. Denver Nuggets will probably get the number one seed. I'm pretty sure of that. Going on to number two seed, Chris Pars looked trash, like I said, right? But when I look at the West teams, there's some teams that I want to say could get that two seed, like Memphis and New Orleans. But, like, I don't see Chris Paul continuing to play this way. You know what I'm saying? Even though I do see him breaking right back down in the playoffs. But I don't see him continuing to play this way. So, right now, they're at the number, one, they're at the number two seed, sitting at 95. Behind the Portland Trailblazers at 10 and 4. That's crazy. But uh I'ma keep them there. I got the Phoenix Suns coming in at number two for the West. After that, like I said, Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans, Pelicans. I really could see either one getting a two or three seed. But I got Memphis right now. They're gonna end this season. Even though right now they're at the number eight, they're not at the number six seed. They're nine and six. So they're like a game and a half behind the number two seed. Like a game and a half behind the number one seed, I mean, which is Portland Trailblazers, who in no way, shape, or form I can see staying as a top five seed. That's just, there's no way it's going to happen. Um, Yeah, so Memphis Grizzlies, I see them coming at number, number three for the West. Moving on to number four seed, New Orleans Pelicans. Mentioned a few times. With or without Zion, they will be successful. Now, with Zion... I almost feel like the ball doesn't move as good. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and I kind of like them more without Zion. Like, I know that shit sounds crazy, but I like them more without Zion. But I got them coming in number four with or without Zion. No excuses there. 
Dallas Mavericks gets a number five seed, in my opinion. They could be even better. Like, for real, I wouldn't be surprised they had the number four seed, maybe even a three seed, depending on how the role players step up. But uh, Luka's looking like Luka. You know what I'm saying? He's doing what he's doing, and he's going to continue doing so. So I see them. They're going to they gonna be in the top five. Now we're going to get down to some of the teams that before the season started, everyone had them as top three. You know what I'm saying? Golden State Warriors. Oh, Clay got to step it up, man. I mean, you come back from injury last year. So this year, I expect you to come in and look more like how you should look. Like I said, the defense might not ever come back how it was, but on offense, you still look shitty, bro. And you keep throwing them shots up, too. At this point, you should come off the bench. That's how I feel. Clay Thompson should come off the bench, but when that's even brought up, he laughs at it. He ain't fucking with it. He ain't going to do it. And I don't think Steve Kerr got the balls like Darvin Ham to even mention that shit to Clay. Like, Ham got Russ ass on the bench. In the same sense, Russ is in contract year, so I feel like he kind of got to go with the flow and try to prove that he'll do whatever a team needs him to do. So then he can get picked up by whoever may be next season because he won't be the Lakers. So, yeah, moving on to number seven seed, the Clippers, man. For the fact everyone thought Kawhi was going to come back and be Kawhi, and when he came for his de- debut for uh, the first game of the season, he came off the bench and looked great. Like, he, he on defense, he, he wasn't like, you know, he didn't show much of anything. He didn't have to. But on offense, he came in, getting to his spots and nailing everything. Since then, he's played like one game, maybe two. Not really sure. But 15 games, he has not played more than three. So, I don't know, man. I got to have the Clippers down some. Because without him, even with all those wings, which they're probably going to end up trading some people. If I was the Clippers, I would trade some of those wings and get somebody else who was like a bucket for show to help Paul George. Because you don't know who I'm going to be there or not. With that said, moving on to my Minnesota Timberwolves. Ah, that Rudy Gobert trade trade everybody was hyped in minnesota i was not hyped and every time i was telling people like nah you know they thought i was hating it was like oh you just want brana hey like you know we only what 15 games in but we're under 500 one game under 500 you know what i'm saying with a two game win streak i gotta throw that out there we are we do got a two game win streak we're four and five at home like we're not even winning at home you know what i'm saying it's just not looking too good. You won four out of the last ten games. I don't like the Rudy the Rudy Gobert trade, you know, trade, you know what I'm saying? But I think we'll make the playoffs and probably get knocked out in the first round, especially if we are seated anywhere around where I'm assuming they're gonna be at. So AC, Minnesota Timberwolves. Knife seed, right now they are the number one seed, the Portland Trailblazers. Like I told my told my former boss when he texted me, there's no way in hell that team stays that high. Now I might got them a little fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. I can see them being anywhere between the 6th seed and the ninth seed. But I'm going to have them at the ninth seed. Young team, I don't see them continue doing what they're doing. And, yeah. At number 10, part of the reason why I want to say all uh, do uh, do the best the top 10 on each because of Brooklyn and because of my weak-ass Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> okay, so since Russ has been starting, they have looked better. From the beginning of the season, the defense has looked good. And you always, it, you know, defense wins game, uh, games, right? That's what they say. The offense just is so bad. You know what I'm saying? And even with AD starting at the five, because they haven't had a lot of center issues, 
it just hasn't looked how we thought it would look if AD started at the five. We thought that would help them with the roster that they have. Like, well, if AD starts at the five, that will give them more space and so forth and so on. But after watching AD in the summer shooting with Luther, a uh, lethal shooter, bro, them highlights just highlights. He ain't out there hitting the goddamn thing. The three point shot don't look that great. He don't even seem that confident taking that motherfucker. So. To sum that up, man, the Lakers just won't be that good. Now, I'm hoping they can make the play-in game and, you know, somehow get past that first round because they don't have the team to do it. But if they can pull that off, hey, kudos to Braun, kudos to Russ, kudos to AD if he's even part of the team when that time of the season comes. But we know street clothes might be in street clothes. Now, as far as the awards for this season, I'll go through four of them real quick. Sixth man of the year, I had somebody else, uh, Jordan Clarkson. I was going to get up to him, but he's a starter now that Utah trade Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert and all them. So I'm going to give it to Russ now. He came off the bench looking great. I figured he might keep that up. I'm going to get up to Russ. Nice little spark. Without him, they wouldn't have any wings probably. So I'm going to get up to Russ as far as sixth man of the year. Most improved player, Utah Jazz's very own Laurie Markman. He been killing. He been good for the Bulls and everything. He had a little bit of injury issues, you know what I'm saying? Um, he wasn't in the lineup consistently because of other players they had, but he's proven himself now. He looked great over there. Defensive player of the year, huh? go, Burr. You're not getting it, Rudy. No, nah, it's just not going to happen this season, bro. We're going to get that to Giannis. And that's only because, like, they don't really give it to guards like that no more. It's going to be somebody who's big and they protect the rim and can guard multiple positions. And it's just Rudy and Giannis is, like, the only two guys that I see getting that. Now, there's, you know what? I'm lying. There's other people, too. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Giannis. And then moving on, I got the MVP either being Steph Curry or Joel Embiid. I say Steph Curry because even though they might be a mid-seed, a mid they got a super young team. Clay don't look like Clay. If he can still get them to that, you know, a mid-seed, you know, 6-seed, 5-seed, 4-seed with the team they got, Gotta give him kudos for that. And um the same thing go for NB. Their team support system and the other superstar, James Harden, they ain't looking all that great. So if NB can keep that team up there, you know what I'm saying? One of them, you know, fifth, fourth, third seed team, which I don't honestly I don't got neither one of them teams being fifth seed or higher. But if they can pull that off and I'm wrong about the seeding, I could it gotta be one of those two for MVP. It damn sure won't be Russ, it won't be LeBron. It's not going to be Giannis again or uh, 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 what's the boy's name? Uh, Jokic. I just don't see it being anybody that, you know what? I, I, I wanted to put, I wanted to put John Morant. I did. I really did. And I honestly think there's a possibility. But uh, yeah, I'm going with either Giannis or Steph Curry for the MVP of this season. Yo, and real quick, I'm adding this to the episode. I know I picked, um, was it Giannis for defensive, defensive player of the year? I'm tripping. I actually want to go with his teammate, and that's uh, Brooke Lopez. I got him work winning defensive player of the year. So, yeah, mark that. But as always, man, it's your homeboy Cuff. Once again, with the Chris Anonymous Sports Podcast. If you made it this far, I appreciate you listening. If not, I appreciate you still. But we out of here.